Hello and welcome back to another episode of Shy Spirits Guys. I'm Parker, and today I am joined by our very special guest co-host, Stephen. Hello, Stephen. Hello. Thank you so much for being here. And we are joined by Jenny, our other very special guest host. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Great to have you back. And uh, Stephen, our first time on the pod. I'm so excited to have you on. I'm excited to be here. Can you, you tell the good people, our many, many listeners, um, a little bit about yourself, but not too much? <laughs> My- Keep My name is Steven. I come from a uh, mostly spirits background. I've been working in the craft spirits industry for about four years now. Um, I fancy history and cute animals. I'd say that's fantastic. Acute. Yes. Acute animals. Yes. Not, so only not... ones that are like less than right angles. Oh. If they're obtuse, I'm not into it. But the acute ones, <laughs> that's more my speed. That's very specific. Fantastic. That's awesome. Um, and then, yes, uh, your favorite general throughout history? If I... Mm, this is hard. So Cadorna on the comically terrible side is like way up there for me. Mm. But I don't want to pick like a true donkey. Like he is the... He is the lions led by donkeys. Coderna from World War I was the worst. So on the flip side of that, I gotta go with my boy Napoleon. You know, it's he funny made you, some mistakes. It's funny you said that. I have recently been coming around on Napoleon. Um, got a lot of good work on the field. The problem was when he wasn't on the field, the yeah. army really got really had problems when he wasn't there. It's an example throughout history that so many military dictators face where they try to run their empire and their army at the same time and don't allow anyone else responsibility in that. And if you get spread out too thin and you have so much territory to govern as well as an army to manage, you're going to run into problems. Absolutely. And, uh, and get excited for, uh, in 2022, we're starting a, mil- a military history podcast, Stephen and I. Oh, yeah. Uh, more news on that to come. But uh, in the meantime, what spirits are you uh, passionate about? You know, I'm passionate about all distilled spirits. I really think there is, well, as an uh, anthropologist once said, who I cannot remember the name of, but every culture has its culture. And from that, we get distilled spirits. So everybody around the world has fermented something. Mm. And come the, I'd say, 18th century, we started distilling those fermentations. And you get expressions and culture from all over the world in every category. If I had to narrow it down, I think agave is the most interesting spirit right now. I think it's Mm. the most versatile. I think that's like Really what's hot right now. Mezcal is very hot. Mezcal is really hot. I love whiskey. Obviously, I am an American, so bourbon, scotch, whiskey. Well, on that note, we are, just a quick thing we're tasting today, uh, Balveni scotches. We have a couple of fun ones to try and talk about. Uh, We're really excited. And then uh, other quick note, we've actually, uh, upon the recording of this, we've launched our podcast officially. Uh, You can find it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify um, chispiritsguys.com check it out we'll work on that but uh so pretty fun this is actually the first one we've recorded where we actually have all the stuff launched so check out all of our episodes and the many 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 more to come so very excited about that so real milestone episode around here steve oh i'm excited great. to be here which is great um 
Let's go dig right into uh, Belveni. Uh, it's space side scotch between like space side Highland Isla. What what are your favorites? So really depends on what I'm drinking. Yeah. So I really love a good, really rich Isla smoky scotch mm. for cocktails. Yep. Um, the penicillin is one of my favorites, and you mm. really need like a heavy peat to get mm. that to come through. Mm. That citrus, everything blends together. If I'm sipping scotch, I'm much more of a space side kind of person. If it's if it's going to be neat. I like a little bit muted muted peat. Um, I was always a big Fittick drinker, which I believe is like across the street yes, from these I guys. I have wonderful news for you. Yes, Jeff. Oh, I have a question. Mm-hmm. So this, you lost me on the space side. I love. I'm assuming those are regions. Yes. Or, okay. Yeah, the d- different regions in uh, in Scotland. Okay. Which have different characteristics. Um, so space side. S P E Y S I D E. Mm-hmm. They're dis- distilled um, around the River Spey in uh, a few areas oh, there you go. in, that nor- makes in northeastern Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Balvenie here was founded in 1892 in uh, Dufftown, Scotland, which we were talking about. Um, also home to Glenfiddich, as well as Mortlock and a variety of other scotches. That is, um, you know, it produces more malt whiskey than any town in Scotland. Wow, oh, man! According to the internet, which I believe. So yeah, they have a lot of a lot of big name distilleries there, and just they they are pumping out a lot of great scotch. Um, all those three distilleries in particular—that's mm-hmm. who's putting together Monkey Shoulder, correct? That sounds right. I believe. What is Monkey Shoulder? It is a just delightful yeah, real, real yeah. blended scotch whiskey. So okay. it's, I know it's Fiddick, and I know it's uh, the Belvini, and there's one more. What was the third one you listed? Uh, Mortlock. Mortlock. That's. It, it could be another one. I can, we, I can look it up later, but uh, that's... It's definitely coming from this that, region. That, that area, yeah. And for the pr- like price per ounce, it's some of the best blended scotch. It is a great It is a great, the, it is a great blended scotch for something that's reasonably priced, but still really good. Um, their, uh, their malt master, David Stewart, was the, uh, the first to create the process of wood finishing. At least according to the web, the their website and Wikipedia. <laughs> so that makes a lot of sense. Is this flight we have here in front of us mm. is very heavily leaned into finished whiskey? Like Absolutely. all three of these are finished. Absolutely. They uh, and we're gonna talk individually about them, but yeah, they do a really good job with their finishing, and it makes sense when you think about the fact that hey, they were the first to do it, um, and they are the uh, only one of. One of only seven distilleries with their own malting floor. Really? Yeah. That's a tough operation to keep yeah, going. A lot of manual labor involved in that. But uh, they, I guess, they prefer doing it that way. Um, but it's working out because it's one of my absolute favorite scotches. Their uh, only distillery, and this is from, from their website and a few other places, that still practices all five of the rare crafts. You can't see me doing my finger quotes. Um, on site, they grow their own barley. They uh, malt their own barley. Um, they have an on-site coppersmith, an on-site cooperage, and then that, that they have their malt master, David Stewart, who's, um, wow. Now the question, are they doing that for all of their product or is this like a little bit of their malt, a little bit of their barley is going into? That's a good question. I have no idea. Um, but I can, I just can't imagine they could keep up at this point. With I, yeah, how I, ma- much I, I they imagine they're not growing. Produce, all of it, but they're definitely, but they do have a, a hand in each. Yeah, which is really creation. Cool. That's really cool. 
Yeah, so we are going to check out a few of these wonderful scotches. Um, we've got a the 12-year double wood. We've got the 14-year Caribbean cask, and we have the 17-year double wood. And I'm really excited to try that. Really, all these and talk about it. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. And we're back. Now, let's dive right into this 12-year double wood. Nice color. It's beautiful color. I'm not as good at smelling scotches. I don't think I am as familiar as like as, like, as to like what I'm looking for on these. Well, you know, it's got a different base, so you gotta just yep. keep that in mind. Definitely get that honey, vanilla, obvious. I know I was gonna say butterscotch, but that's just such an obvious thing yeah, to say. Like, are... like for bourbon, that's not that that um, obvious, but for this, it obviously is. I get a little bit of fruit off the nuts. I do too, actually. What kind of fruit? I apricot? Like, I get like almost a little bit of... Oh, I, I could see the apricot. I get that, like, yeah, you're, you're at the fresh fruit category, like a peach. Mm -hmm. Maybe even something light, lightly tropical. I would believe the lightly tropical, I think, the most out of those things. It smells just fantastic. Not definitely not too heavily peated. Mm -hmm. now, this guy is aged for twelve years in traditional whiskey casks, ex bourbon casks, and such. And then it's moved to uh, Spanish oak and ex oloroso sherry casks for nine months. Oh man! So, so the, the oloroso double. finish has been really popular. What is sherry. oloroso? Oh, that is a very <laughs> famous Spanish sherry yes. brand. Oh, okay. So okay. kind of like a, it's a, a brand, uh, like a macchiato yeah. okay. sherry okay. or yeah. yeah I knew I knew it generally what sherry I mean, was I just was not I, familiar. I with remember that brand. sherry I brought over to dinner recently. Yeah, yeah, dinner. yeah. I believe that was an old rosary sherry. Okay. Good try. So being more of a bourbon drinker, mm -hmm. I generally there's not a ton of scotches that I'm like fired up about yet working on it. Um, this is quite nice though. This one, I don't feel like it has like that heavily of that scotch finish that it's, it's a much smoother, uh, more approachable finish than a lot of the other ones that I've had. Are you kind of like a, like a sweet cerealness to it? Yeah, absolutely. That's, and I think that has to be attributed to their house malt. Yeah. That is that, that yeah. beautiful grainy toasted cereal notes and like almost like a hint of like toasted cereal it's got, it does have a little bit of spice to it like a a hint yeah I get just like a just like a, a dollop yeah. I actually it do get like, but I, I think it's more of like that sweet cereal and just a hint, again a little bit of fruit too not the baking spice though right like spice spice <laughs> I yeah I get more like clove yeah almost yeah. maybe even a hint of mint ooh I get that oh my gosh on the finish mm-hmm yep yeah good call up just get like a liquor a little bit it is just just wonderful. It really is, and that, uh, like you were saying, with the easier finish, that is kind of the space side style. Yeah, okay. Is that very okay. muted? It's good to know. Uh, not smoke forward. Okay. Kind of flavor profile. Yeah, like the thing that has always bothered me about scotch, and like not that I like am anti drinking it. It's just I, I don't know that much about it. So you know, that's a good thing to know. It's like, oh, maybe I like space sides. Now I know. Yeah, so <laughs> if you go to your local watering hole, you can uh, space sides are great. hone in on mm -hmm. what. Space sides are delightful. Mm -hmm. All right, so that's the 12-year. Now next we have a personal favorite of mine, 
Yeah, this one I'm really excited about. All right. I first tried this two years ago at the uh, World of Whiskeys. So what do we have here exactly? Uh, this is the 14-year Caribbean cask. Mm-hmm. So it's aged for 14 years in traditional casks and then finished in rum casks. The really cool part, in my opinion, is the rum they use. So they fill casks with a blend of West Indies rum that their malt master puts together specifically for this. So he blends his own rum, puts it in a cask, and then they empty those casks and use that to finish the scotch. So this is like they're making scotch rum is what you're saying. Like they make <laughs> rum so that they can make scotch. Correct. Yeah. Correct. It's wow. not like they bar they like outsource barrels from another distillery no, or no, something like yeah, that. It's not yeah. like, oh, they got four square rum barrels, yeah, plantation yeah. barrels. Like, no, they got they blended their own rum. And so it's put it, fully, put it, in a barrel. It's, it is fully their creation. Yeah, which is that is super impressive. Really cool. I mean, do you I, know where the, I don't the know what rum? they do with the rum. I know that was my first question. Was where <laughs> did the, what's it do with the rum? Where can I buy this rum? That's another episode right uh, there. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna track this down. But uh, let's, let's dive right into this guy. I mean, immediately off the nose, I get more fruit. Let's well, say I, I, I was trying. I almost got cherry. I'm yeah. Right first. I'm yeah. Right first. Yeah, it's a little more red fruit in this guy. I get almost cherry, like a cherry cough syrup a bit, but not in a <laughs> bad way. No, not over the top. No, it's, no, it's yeah. not tussin or yeah. anything. It's just, but like, just a note of it. Oh wow. Oh wow. It's got a richer, richer taste to it. That's really it good. Does. The, you can definitely taste the rum on yeah. the on the finish there. Yeah, it gives you it's it's still sweet like the twelve year, but you think it'd be a lot sweeter because of the rum finish. But it's almost more of a uh it kind of gives it more of a what is the word I'm looking for? Richness. Is it more of a richness? Is it weird it? that I have a little pineapple? No, I, I get a lot of fruit on that. Yeah, more I get that. a lot of fruit. Yeah, pine pineapple or I don't know, tropical fruit, which is which makes sense with rum, but you know. Yeah. Like a little bit of um like mango or orange or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a funk to it. Just uh, Parker loves the Jamaican funk. Uh, same. I think Parker and I are very similar mm-hmm. on uh, the funkier the rum, the better. Yeah. Let's. Let's, not, let's not go that far. I, I, I do. Like, but he likes it. Yeah. I do like Jamaican rum. There is a level of Jamaican rum that is too funky for me, um, and it's Doctor Bird. That Doctor Bird Ooh. is too funky for me. Yeah, I can see that. That's. I, I was at cocktails only. Yeah, I was at a local rum bar. And I was just, this is back when I was expanding my horizons on rum. And uh, I had, I ordered a glass of Dr. Bird and I was like, yep, I've reached the limit of my, <laughs> my rum desires. That is too funky for me. Now I'm sure plenty of people like it. That's fine. I'm sure it has a place. Yes. Um, but it, yeah. It might like, be Jamaica. Like there, it, are, there yeah. are also scotches, like Isla scotches that are too peaty for me. I like Isla scotches, but the really, really peaty ones, like I'm not a big Laphroaig fan. Just a little too peaty for me. I get, then this is right up your alley. Oh yeah, no, this is right up Main Street. This is fantastic. Um, so I get a little bit of that like potpourri on the, a little bit on the finish. It's got a soft finish though. Like, yeah, it is very relaxed. Yeah. Like I'm trying to come up with the right like tropical note to add to this, but all I can do is picture a beach with the palm tree and mm-hmm. the tropical flowers and like I like have a vision, but I don't know what the exact like pinpoint flavor well, is. See, in my vision, I'm drinking this glass. I have two palm fronds being waved at me to cool me off oh. while I'm playing at like a a blackjack table by the pool. Yeah, um, 
That's, you know, I have a birthday coming up. We should make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. We'll, we'll, we'll work on that. So, what, so yeah, <laughs> one of my favorite scotches, um, just, just amazing. And yeah, moving on. Now, this one I, I haven't had as many opportunities to try. Um, so right. I'm excited to taste it again today. The, uh, the Bavetti Doublewood 17-year. So it's honestly pretty similar to the 12-year. It's just it's aged for five more years. They aged it for 17 years before being moved into those Oloroso sherry casks. So. Alrighty. So, yeah, basically the exact same process, just more time. Yeah, five more years. And I've experienced a lot of whiskeys that, like, a couple more years in the barrel really make a difference. And, I mean, I already like the 12-year on this, but. You know, I lately I've been trying some. Hair? Very. Uh, Sorry, I got hair on the nose. Go ahead. Deeply aged whiskeys and have found, didn't know this was possible. You can ruin bourbon if it sits too long. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, tequila definitely has that problem. Oh, yeah. I, anything that's over five years, you need to be really careful about. Yeah. I mean, that's a different podcast episode. But, like, yeah, I've, I've tried the, the seven-year Patron is, like, I didn't like it. It was, it's too old. Way too much oak. But this is uh, a little darker, for li- sure. It's definitely darker, which... Is interesting because as a Jenny, you're a bourbon drinker. Yeah. This is gonna look extraordinarily light for a 17 year old spirit. For sure. Um, and that is because of the use of pre used bourbon barrels. So okay. new barrels, they release a lot more tannins. Right. And therefore color. Yeah. Therefore color. Yep. Scotch can spend so long in a barrel and still come out this beautiful golden. This still could be a bourbon, but it would be a lighter bourbon for would, sure. Would you also attribute some of that to the climate? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. That, that cooler climate, not as much there is inf- like impact into the barrel. Exactly, because um, uh, yes, yeah, Scotland is a pretty mild, like mild climate. Mm-hmm. It stays just about the same. Yeah. Or a place like Kentucky, or um, especially in the uh, the Caribbean for the rums we love so much. It's like that you're getting a lot of heat, a lot of. Really deep in that barrel, out of the barrel, it's get a lot more influence. Whereas it takes a little while in here, but uh, I think they they really found a good mark though. Mm-hmm. I guess this is all right. Here we go. I already said I smelled pear, but I was ahead of the the group. Mm. No, my apologies. I cut you off. Mm-hmm. Rude. Oh my god, that's my favorite. <laughs> wow, that's good. Yeah. Wow. No, that's terrible. I'm kidding. It's fucking. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, got to earn our explicit rating on the. Can yeah, we curse exactly. on this podcast? Oh, you can. Yeah, now I can. That bottle fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've been trying to get that tasting note into our and at my work the tasting notes on things, and I'm working on it. Yeah, it's a twenty-one and up store. Yeah, like you're, absolutely. Be adults. That bottle fucks. So I'm just curious. It's seventeen year. Is this is this like a hard to get or expensive? Um, it's not hard to get, but it is expensive. Okay. Um, it takes like a hundred bucks. Oh, that's not that's the first. I would say I was expecting more. It's really good. Let me let me double check that because the the twenty one year, which sadly we don't have a sample of today, is like two hundred and twenty. Um, let me quick check what we're selling. I don't even want to pick out flavors. I just want to drink it. I really <laughs> do just want to sip this. Like, yeah, it's. I'm honestly. Delightful. It makes me nervous to try the twenty one because I feel yeah. one hundred and fifty bucks. That makes like sense. this is perfect. Yeah. Like any more, it might get too oaky. Like, 
You might get a little bit too abrasive with those okay. barrel notes, but this right I, here. I spoke at a turn. It's uh, it's 150 bucks and it's out of stock everywhere. So, <laughs> oh, okay. Although I have seen this with some regularity, but it's not an everyday on the shelf thing. But it is very good. To be clear, we got these three in a in a tasting pack uh, of minis. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, there is a wonderful sample pack of these three yeah. that was just a steal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was under 20 bucks. and like the, It was I like, all right, podcast. Yeah, so this has been fantastic, but um, really getting into the flavor though, um, I definitely do get some definitely spice. Mm -hmm. All that's all the spice things that yeah, this is yeah. the spiciest of the three, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but nice spice, like not. I get some of the fruit though, but I'm getting more of like a. I get see, I little, I mean, jamminess to it, maybe. I don't mm -hmm. know. A little bit. I I get the classics, obviously, vanilla, leather, mm -hmm. tobacco. That's those classic. Extra right. oak flavors. That almond note. There's a little bit of an almond note that I feel like. Mm, I can get that. Yeah. That kind of bitterness going mm. on. I would go as far to say like a chocolate covered almond. Okay. Covered almond. Get on my level. With some, <laughs> but some spice too. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like <laughs> a, a nutmeg, cinnamon. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm just getting excited for our tiki drink episode. Pe pecan pie. Put a pin in that. Gotta get the fresh, fresh nutmeg on the painkillers. It's essential. Yeah. Yeah. Don't try to bring me that store bot. Oh yeah, we we in. need to get pretty elaborate for that one. So mm -hmm. we need some time to prepare. But uh I, I can confidently say this is one of the best scotches I've tasted. Oh absolutely. It's I am in way agreement. up there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it, this brand is is just killing it. That's, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh it seems like they're really because like if they really are the first to do scotch malt whiskey finishes mm -hmm. they set a huge trend i mean look at mccallan like their number one ski was the sherry cask well even like look at all of them I mean, uh, yeah levitt ever like everybody yeah because well, yeah, they've to expand their market share all of those big brands are doing you know, there's a cognac finish there's a mm -hmm. you know obviously sherry finish is huge but just all kinds of different finishes um and then it transferred over to like bourbon and rye where you get all kinds of you're, you Cherry finish, port finish. I just love that creativity, though. Like, that yeah, it's like, okay, what can we mix with this? Like, let's give it a try. Why the hell not? Like, mm -hmm. it's just fun that there are so many different things out there and so many different combinations now that we didn't have before. Yeah. No, it's really exciting. It is. Especially with the growth of California wines and how mm -hmm. in the past 20, 30 years that's blown up yeah we now have act like our distillers and the world's distillers has just more access to yeah. barrel finishes mm -hmm. and like you can look at like big napa valley producers who want to make money on those expensive yep. barrels absolutely. they are they purchased might as well ship them over to scotland mm -hmm. absolutely and i mean i love all of the barrel sharing Mm -hmm. And the collaboration, it just and you see you see barrels from from Kentucky being in France, and you see you know they're just they're going all over the world, and it's just so cool. Yeah, no, the what a time to be alive. Yeah, right. Um, anyway, so what was your favorite? This is really tough. Um, the Caribbean was the most unique, mm -hmm. but I, I if I have to choose, it's the seventeen. All right, Jenny. I agree. I feel like if I'm if you're going to put these the Caribbean and the 17 year in front of me, I am going to choose the 17. That being said, um, I don't know what the price point is on the Caribbean one, but that 
that is also a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, yeah, no, spirit. I agreed. Um, I I ride for this Caribbean cask. It is of course you so do. good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean the, the the seventeen is the best one. Um, I mean, it's also you know like seventy bucks more than the. Than I was the about other to say, how, yeah. can I ask that question? Do we know what we normally get the Caribbean uh, for? Yeah, it's like seventy bucks, and this is okay. on one fifty, so like seventy eighty bucks. But, okay. Uh, yeah, so it's it's significantly more expensive, but man, it's good. And wow, the, it's but that good. Caribbean cask is just it's so it's so different, the, and it's the money is just like I said. I literally got like a vision, like a mm-hmm. like a hallucination of me being on a beach. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for a good scotch, um, have tried all any. Really, any of these three? I, yeah. You, you look for this sampler pack. Yeah, uh, honestly, yeah, this what three a great, pack. If, yeah. if you're just mm-hmm. curious about scotch. This is the quintessential space side tasting kit. Yeah, like it's great. It's on sale as of the taping of this podcast for eighteen ninety nine at your local Benny's Beverage Depot. I've heard that's a great store. I've heard that too. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, right. I don't know where I heard that, but yeah, heard from somewhere. Um, but all right, guys. Well, that was that was fun. Um, we do have one bonus thing to try today. Really out of left field, um, and this is a Chicago based podcast. Chai Spirits, guys. So we are going to try uh, Scotty Pippen's bourbon digits. Um, I didn't even know we were doing that. That's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Not, this is not. This was not in the rundown. This is, <laughs> it is not in the rundown. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I was fortunate enough to have done a, an event with Scotty this evening. So I had a tasting bottle with me. So I figured I would just bring it by. I'm assuming uh, these are Scotty Pippen's giant hands. Those on are this. his giant hands <laughs> on the, on the, the label. Yeah. Uh, this is a five-year bourbon, uh, also finished. So it's kind of keeping in the theme. Uh, finished in Cabernet barrels, about six to eight months. Oh, man. And is this? Did you collaborate with a friend of the show, Dave Finney? <laughs> a friend of the show, Dave Finney. Yes. Yeah, so uh, he went to. Savage and Cook Distillery for this. They are based out of San Francisco, California. I've been pre- I've been singing their praises for years on that particular whiskey. They uh, they really kind of nailed something down. So Dave Finney, as many of the listeners know, is the founder of Prisoner Wines. Mm-hmm. He then went on to found. By the way, really good wine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I've heard it's kind of changed a little bit in the past year or so. Uh, yeah. He's a little less hands-on with that now, and it's unfortunately being slowly but surely more mass-produced. But unless unless we are being sponsored by Prisoner Wine, in which case, case it's fan never friggin-tastic. Never so uh, yeah, they're the lead winer. I don't know what wine specialists are called or wine fermenters. Winerists? Vin- um, vineyard manager. There you go. I like that. <laughs> None of these are correct. No, so we're all wrong. The founder of Prisoner Wine also started a distillery called Savage and Cook. Uh, he adopted a really talented young man by the name of Jordan Vi, who has also worked on such projects as Breckenridge Bourbon, Hudson Bourbon, mm-hmm. bunch of stuff. Vintner. You, you need uh, that. Yeah, of course it's a Vintner. <laughs> My not, specialty is spirits, yeah, all right? This, this is not a wine podcast. This is not a wine podcast. <laughs> no, no one would confuse this for a wine podcast. <laughs> uh, so him and the his master blender, Jordan Vi, mm-hmm. collaborated with Scotty to come up with a 
semi-sweet bourbon with a nice, easy finish. Fantastic. That was the goal. Let's see. Let's see how they did. All right. Cheers. Let's Cheers. Give this. Let's give it a smell first, or, or are we just going for it? I don't know. Give it. Give it. Give it a smell. Give it, get, what do you get on the nose? Ton of that fruit. I was gonna say fruit. What is it? A fruit. Do you know how Peach? old? You know how old this is? Five years. Five, five years. That's that smells about five years. The fact that I I can pick that out, I'm pretty proud of myself for. <laughs> mm. I'd be very curious as a so savaging cook is sourcing their bourbon. Mm-hmm. I'm curious as to if you can call it out after tasting because you have I had. Like, it I sure. feel like it's light citrus, but mostly peach. Is yeah, what I'm stone fruit is definitely yeah. what I'm getting. Either yeah. fig or peach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's give it right. a try. That's that's not half bad. It is. It it really isn't. I don't have the mash bill in front of me, but it's a fairly traditional bourbon mash bill. Is it is it a little bit of um a little bit of corn, a little bit of rye, a little bit of uh Malt and malt, yeah, malt yeah. yeah. Yep. That, that that feels right. Ninety-two proof. If I had to guess, I'd say about fifteen percent malted barley. Yeah, you're. It's right in that range. I think it's between like twelve and fifteen. I feel like I would be happy to drink this with an ice cube, with one ice cube. Oh, absolutely. I think that that's how meat. Mm-hmm. It's a little hot, but yeah. one ice cube one just ice to cube. open it up a little bit. Absolutely. What is the proof? Forty-six percent. Okay. Um, but no, that's very very pleasant. Good for Scotty Pippen. Mm-hmm. Glad he's getting work. Mm-hmm. Was really worried about him. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think all of us were pretty concerned. I think, I think he's doing all right. If you'd like to pick up a bottle of this, it's available pretty much everywhere you can get your booze. No, I, I was at in, a I in was, Chicago and out of Chicago. Yes, everywhere. Uh, okay. A lot of jewels, a lot of Targets. A lot of Marianos. Okay. A lot of Benny's. A lot of Benny's Beverage Depots. A lot of Benny's Beverage Depots. I, I, I did see a, a signing he did for this, and there was minimum 300 people showed up for it. It was it was a crazy time. He is, it, like, just for, even when you see him on TV, like, a lot of times I feel like when you see celebrities on TV, you, it's hard to figure out how tall or short they are, which, like, obviously, you know, he's a huge human because he played in the NBA, but, like, no matter if you see him from, like, shoulder up, you can just tell that he is an enormous human being. So, so my dad <laughs> is six foot seven. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm not even close. No, you're not. Um, having said that, when I stood next to Scottie Pippen, I felt like a teeny tiny human. What are you? You're, what are you like? Six one. Five nine. Oh, okay. At best. Really? I thought you were taller. No, no. I got all the yeah. garbage jeans. I'm yeah. the Danny DeVito of this twin I situation. Pay, I don't pay attention to these things. I'm six two. Subtle <laughs> twins reference there. I hope one listener I, got I, it. I got it. That's <laughs> hey, that's what counts. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, he's enormous. He's an uh, huge he's human. Not only tall, he's just big. Well, it's, like, yeah, it's he's not just wide. He's tall. He has giant hands. He has giant arms. He has giant everything. Yeah. So like when you're actually like in the presence of that type of athlete, it, it, it is, it is, it is wild. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. Tangent. This is, this is great. Um, I'm, I agree with you on the stone fruit hundred mm-hmm. yeah, percent. A lot of classic bourbon up front, you know, heavy vanilla, caramel toffee, those yeah, you know, a little toffee. You're right. That is yeah, toffee. when you said toffee, I was just like, absolutely. That's yeah, definitely toffee. Maybe a hint of butterscotch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but no, pretty good. Like I'm, I'm here for it. Good stuff. 
Well, thank you so much for that, Steve. And uh, thank you, Jenny. Mm-hmm. And this has been another episode of Chai Spirits, guys. I look forward to seeing you guys next time. Thanks so much. Thank you.